Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You absolute bloody legends. Welcome back to Fat Chats. Uh, this is an absolute crack of this episode. I can't wait uh, for you guys to hear this. I've got Jack Crisp who plays for uh, Collingwood and he has been one of the most consistent players in the whole AFL over a number of years. He's just notched up the week, just gone, his 200th consecutive game. And it was amazing hearing everything that goes into Jack's preparation, um, his professionalism and all the little things and all the habits he's been stacking on all throughout his career to get him to the point that he is today uh, and it's uh, I think everybody's going to really take away some stuff from this one here and I can't wait for you to hear it we've got a little giveaway for this one as well make sure you keep listening uh, to about halfway through the pod there'll be a little break there somewhere for the passcode and as always if you haven't already follow subscribe like share around the fat chat episodes tell your mates about it get your mum your dad get everyone on bloody fat chat it really goes a long way into building uh, the pod but uh, without further ado let's get into the app with Jack here we go welcome back to another episode of fat chat now I have got a massive guest after this trip. I've been looking forward to this one the entire time. He has played 199 games in a row, yeah. which is nuts. When I was looking this up, it was when I was doing all the prep for this, it was only 191. So we just added to that. How good. <laughs> yeah. He's got his 200th consecutive game coming up this week. Uh, he plays for the Collingwood Football Club. He's the two-time best and fairest winner. Please welcome Jack Chris. Mate, yes, mate. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We've got the studio audience out here. Yeah. He, my dad, who's a big Collingwood guy, was that excited for you coming in today. Yeah, so. hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, I'm so lucky to have you in because uh, a real big part of um, this podcast is talking everything about performance and getting the most out of your body and playing 200 games. Like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, that's that's just crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Something I'm quite proud of. Um, and fingers crossed I can keep going until I finish football. Absolutely. And uh, the Pies this year and last year, and the last few years just building and absolutely buzzing. What's it like to uh, play down Collingwood at the moment? Must have yeah. been super exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. Um, it's definitely a position that we've never found ourselves in before, yes. um, especially in my time anyway. But um, it's it's very exciting place to be around. Uh, lots of great energy at the club. Lots of positivity, which we were embracing anyway. Um, one of to make sure the place is um, somewhere where you go in to get better every day, not knowing whether you've won or lost on the weekend. So um, it definitely helps that you're winning to have Absolutely. a little yeah. innovation. Everyone's waving and happy when it's winning. Um, no, it's great to see that um, we're playing exciting football. Everyone's enjoying it um, at the football club, but also we're bringing um, you know, the supporters along and then obviously yeah. people who don't like 
or never liked Collingwood as much um, and enjoyed watching it play. Watch, yeah, yeah, so we're starting to become people's second favourite teams. And it's uh, the, the games are so close. They're so excited, particularly last year yeah. as well. Yeah, um, which well, they're not as close. It's definitely, <laughs> I think so. Again, me watching, I have to show you some of the videos of dad watching. He's going absolutely nuts. We're all, yeah. I thought he was going to have a heart attack at some oh, point last man. year. So The amount of messages we got last year were people, <laughs> just just random people walking the streets would just have to come up and what, say, what uh, mention, mention their hearts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were exactly. just still kicking because because of the game, yeah, which is great. Exactly. But, yeah. Well, we're going to go right into all that later on because I'd love to know uh, what you've done, you know, personally dealing with, um, you know, those pressure situations in a game and all your preparation and what's changed and that sort of thing for you. But let's go right back to starting off with. So uh, where did you grow up and how did you get into football? Yeah, so um, grew up in a small country town called Myrtleford, northeast Victoria, a wonderful part of the world. Yep. Um, love to get love getting back there in some breaks when I can. How far is it from Melbourne? Uh, it's about three hours, depending yep. on where from Melbourne. So from, I live on the southeast side, so it takes me about four yep. um, to get out there, but it's actually not too bad. It's a nice, uh, nice refreshing country air. Um, yeah, don't mind getting back there to relax a bit. Great. And your family? So have you got uh, your mum, dad? Yeah, so mum and dad are still there. Um, my wife's parents live just out of Myrtleford, half an hour out of there. Did you guys meet in, in town? Uh, we knew each other through, yeah, like school sports yep. and um, local football, netball, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, so luckily we've got both families back there. So when we do go back there, it's worth it out with the wall so and so good that it's in the one uh city oh sorry the one town yeah, yeah just go so, in and do all the hey yeah, yeah christmas yeah. we get to spend it both both parents um we don't have to you know one year one year there which is great yeah, um good. but yeah it's, it's very nice we love getting back there with a bit of fresh air and then who actually got you into football was your dad or your yeah. mum, or was your family right into sport no nah, definitely the old man yep. he, he loved his football growing up wasn't too bad. Played Farvins and Murray a fair bit. Um, and, yeah, I think I've had a footy in my hands ever since I was a baby. Got a few photos. Everyone's got a photo with a, as a baby with some kind of ball or sporting yes sporting item. But that was me. Um, loved me Oz kick. Always on the date of the footy. Um, and, yeah, he was the one. And him and my pa were always taking me to all my footy games. Yeah, great. And then what was your junior club that you were playing for? Or were you playing at school? Or how did it work? Nah. Oh, oh, I'm not if I don't have any school for that. <laughs> Come on, my primary school had about 250 kids. <laughs> High school was like 300. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but now I played for Myrtleford growing up in the juniors. Um, and then once it was in the 15s, it was kind of the first part of the Murray Bush Rangers in the NAB League. Yep. Um, and 16s, Murray Bush Rangers, 18s, Murray Bush Rangers as well. And that's how I got picked up through there. Yeah, great. And um, at what point was there a, there a season that really stood out for you, like with where you developed really uh, quickly or maybe you were bumped up an age group or two or something like that? Uh, well, being Myrtleford, I was, I was always generally kind of the taller kid around there. Um, so I, I used to play bloody rock. And our forward, just ruck rover. I played a bit of everything as a junior. What do you want? But by the time I was coming towards, you know, sixteen years, seventeen years, um, you know, everyone else had you know growth spurts and started to develop a bit more. So people started passing me, so I didn't have to play ruck anymore, which is good. good. There's a couple of big boys out there. <laughs> um, so I developed into more of a midfielder stuff. So that's where I kind of developed more of my craft, and um, yeah, happened to get picked up. Yeah, for sure. And was running because uh, you're an elite runner, up and down, up and down. Now, was that always something that was like a strong point of game? Yeah. Did that come later? Or? No, no, no. I've always been uh, quite a good runner, and enjoyed running um, as a kid. Yeah. I used to do little athletics um, from I think I was eight or nine years old. Um, I told a story at the footy club one time. I think I might have told it with Tommy Sheridan on his podcast. Yeah. We used to run against each other and um, we were eight years old, nine years old around uh, Olympic Park when that was the, the running track. Um, did Under nines won the gold. Uh, under nine state <laughs> champ back in the day. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. 800, yeah, 400. Um, and then as I got a bit older, I did a lot, fair bit of cross-country stuff as well. 
Um, but yeah, I used to run a fair bit at home just in my own time. So I've always, yeah, quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Great. And then at what point did you think, all right, cool. I can maybe get it to a pro league here. I can get into the AFL. When did that sort of start to become maybe a bit of a possibility in reality for you? Uh, well, honestly, it's always been a dream. I yeah. remember writing it in my year six book at primary school. Unreal. Dream to play AFL. Have you still got it? Uh, I don't know. Mum, mum got it. Somewhere. I remember writing it though, yeah. specifically in my head. It's stuck with me the whole time. So lucky enough to be living at my childhood dream 12 years later. Amazing. Um, but I was also playing a fair bit of basketball. Um, but I wasn't getting picked for as much rep stuff for that. Yep. So uh, I think it was about 16 where I kind of, I just dropped that yep. and focused on my football. Yeah, great. And was there any games in juniors that you absolutely just tore it up? Like, was there games that you kicked 30 goals or something? <laughs> <laughs> for Merlefield, I wasn't too bad. I used to play, play a lot and then kick a few snags. Um, but when I was playing Mario, I was more, um, more in the midfield, which is good. Um, bottom A, so 17s, when I was 17 year old, like bottom age in that 18s. Yep. I only played half the year. So worked my way into the bushes, but then I hurt my shoulder. I was out for six weeks. And then I played the finals for Myrtleford. And then on top age 18s, I had a like good year for uh, for the Murray Bush Rangers and I won our BNF that year, which yep. was pretty cool. Um, and that's probably what yeah happened to get me drafted. That's awesome. And then going to the draft now. So you got picked up in the rookie draft, number 40. Did you think that you were going to go in the in the first draft yeah or what did you think like yeah, how, how did that all happen i did um because well, i had uh did the the draft combine um i think i met with 12 of the six <laughs> or 12 of the 18 clubs you'd be it. thinking fucking great if oh I, yeah I, yeah because apparently from what i was hearing there's a lot of clubs that kind of rated me in like the top 30 or whatever it was but um so i watched the draft at my uncle's place dad couldn't watch it he was too nervous he literally sat in the car the whole time <laughs> um anyway yeah i didn't get picked up uh, i was very flat um, two days later, I went up to school with my mates for a week. Good, good. The best way to get over <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I didn't pick school. This is I was, you know, I had my, all my eggs in the basket getting drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but mum and dad paid for me to go up there after, which was pretty cool. So I got to do that with a week for a week. Um, and then I was while I was up there, I was in talks with St Kilda about going. So after that, I was at schoolies for a week, flew straight to Melbourne, and then dad picked me up from Melbourne, and then I went and trained at St Kilda for a week. Yep. Um, hoping they would rookie me. There was a couple others they were training on as well. So at the at that time, how far was the rookie draft up? How it was in December? Yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh, so it was ages up. Yeah, because it's like is it the, it's the next day or something now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like back then, so I literally had like a week and a half before Christmas break. So oh, I was like the middle of just December. That whole time just sweating. Yeah, yeah. So I missed out national draft school is week week after I was training St Kilda. And then it might have been like a full another week at home. So by the time the rookie draft was on, I was just playing Call of Duty at home. Yeah. Mum was watching on the iPad. Because all I did then was just just following like a live blog and the names would just pop up. Yeah. Anyway, the name popped up. She came in, said I got drafted. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't know what to feel. I was pretty happy, but I was just like, I'm in the middle of a game of card. I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it was probably just that build-up that just yeah. made it so oh, yeah. like, it was, wow. a like, it was like a long month. Yes. Yeah, so it was um, a bit of a difficult time, but yeah, it was good. And then for, if say for example, in that time that you were going, okay, cool, uh, if I get drafted, great, if I don't, whatever, what was then going to be the plan if you didn't? Was there any plan if, uh, like, were you going to play the next year or how you were going to play? Nah, it's nice little thought. And thought that far ahead, to be honest, but uh, like I had applied for a couple of unis down here, so I presume I would either come down and study and work or in Melbourne or 
take a gap year, which a lot of my friends did in Myrtleford, took the gap year and just worked locally before they came to uni. Yep. So I probably could have just done the same thing and played footy for Myrtleford. Yep. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I didn't think about it. And then you move up to Brisbane. Uh, what was that move like for you? And what was it like rolling into the club like early days? That yeah. was, yeah, 2013? End of 2011. 2011, yep. yep. Yeah, so... There would have been guns still. December, yeah, December 2011. Um, Tuesday was a draft. Friday, I was, full, no, Thursday, I think I was flying up to Brizzy. Yeah. So, like two days, grabbed a fair bit on. Yeah, well, well, I could. Anyway, I come up there, uh, got picked up at the airport, straight to the club. And then, you know, Michael Voss is a coach, you know, meeting Simon Black, Jonathan Brown, uh, probably two big dogs, Ash McGrath, Dougie yep. Merritt. Um, they're the main ones that I knew. Yep. Um, and then it, was, it all just kind of went very fast. Like we did, uh, one training on the Saturday morning. Um, and then there's like a cricket day. The boys had groups play cricket, had some beers, which was pretty no, cool. That's good. Just to, just to break the ice a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it was organized, but it was just the players only, which is pretty fun. You any good? No, I suck. <laughs> I always like cricket. <laughs> Too many beers. I am. I can cut up to bat and Jonathan Brown's is come in <laughs> fastest ball ever seen I was shit scared like, <laughs> and anyway, I think I went out of the it would be taken taken no prisoners John O'Brien <laughs> I'm terrible at cricket that was no good for me um, but yeah, and then Monday I think we had a training camp like straight into it like the first of four years wow. and the older players did it the year before but this was like a um, like still the heart to this day the hardest camp I've ever done in my life because it was just like two and a half days of just like for like the preseason camp taken by a, like a special emergency response team at the time and oh, yeah based around like kind of heavily what they do and team reliance and then um just like yeah it was just the, the lack of sleep yes yeah, like the middle and so how many days was it for punishing like two and a half days um but it was nuts because we were like wearing like um just like white singlets that were numbered off one to 24 and we had to get in um Number or of like the second letter of our first name. Oh god! So you're going maths, maths, maths. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, my name's Jack, so it was A, and then if you had the same A, a with someone else, they've got to go to the third letter. So my third letter was C, so I was I was number one. Yep. Um, and then yeah, and that, that's how they refer to us. It was like number one, number two, blah blah. Oh. Yeah, it's like scary stuff. So I'm like always like, um, so they had to make it like scary at the start to kind of like fear and do all these things. But like the first long run, we had our big bags on with all our food and sleeping gear. I was like cramping my quad. Oh. It was like an 8K run with these when bags When the quads start to go, <laughs> when, there's, when the quads start to go, there's not every oh. step. They're just jolted up like this. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. But by the end of it, like they obviously bit more fun and loosened up a bit so it was just kind of like that team building stuff and do they still do those kind of camps because i've had like some of the so. some of the guys that were like around uh getting drafted around the same sort of time as you saying oh yeah they went and did all these crazy sas ones and yeah you, you know you get put in a bus with no windows and all this shit like that but yeah. i think it's kind well, of chilled out of it there was two utes stuck in like a river and they, they clearly had the stuck in a river. They put them there. To yeah, they dicks. put them there, <laughs> and obviously, like, had the handbrake on, so you're never going to be able to move them. But it was all about like working as a team to try and move them and stuff like that. And then one of the blokes, Ryan Harwood, uh, like, we went back out, and he's just like, "It's like, boys, what? they've got the handbrake on. We obviously can't move it. That's just like luck we can." And like one of the blokes <laughs> that was running it is standing in the shadows. Oh no! Like behind, he's like, "Who said that?" <laughs> It's like, who the F said that? And I just looked at him. He's just like, oh. <laughs> Heart sank. 
oh mate and then next thing you know like the river's freezing this is like two in the morning we're all linking arms like oh, doing stuffs in the water like oh, oh, that's oh. oh it was terrible but like, it was long four or five hours we're like we we're just doing this team stuff in the water and trying to get the cars and then oh that's full on fucking elf. That's awesome. Just comes out the camo. Just from, oh, from the back. Everyone's just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Wow. So they're going into like your actual like team training where you start to train with, you know, um, Jonathan Brown, yeah. Michael Voss, the coach, Summer Black, all these guns. What was that like? Were you like, oh my gosh, I'm playing with these guys and yeah, it's and So I got to play in the first, um, the first NAB game. I think we played Gold Coast down there. Yep. Um, and I, like, I was very happy. Like a few, a couple of coaches like really rated me at the time as well, which is good. Um, so I got to play a, the half, uh, and I think I came on, was playing wing, and I, might, I think I chased down David Swallow and got like a real nice tackle or something. It was great. Ended up making the paper back home. Mum, Dad still got that. Excellent. But I was just, it was just, yeah, such a surreal moment. Like I remember running out, my, my legs were like real heavy, um, just like a bit nervous and stuff. And uh, the adrenaline, eight. Yeah. When, when the adrenaline goes, you just get goosebumps, and your legs are heavier. Like, I can't, I can't, um, yeah. um, what's got, I don't have the experience of actually playing an AFL game, but the experience that I've got with adrenaline like that was at the Wildcats game and, uh, they picked someone out to do the half court shot. Oh, <laughs> you say that. Like, so, so like, we like knew the announcer guy and he saw me and he's like, yeah, you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he told me the start of the game. So I'm sitting there for two quarters. Oh. Like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I, was saying, like I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell you a thing that happened with that game. I st- he's like, oh, come down. It's halftime. I stand up. My legs are lead. Like, they're just like, it felt like I'm just yeah. the lactic burn. I get on the court, gets, get everyone's clapping. There's 10,000 people at RAC Arena. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Middle of the court, go to shoot. And I've, I reckon I've thrown it five meters. Like, <laughs> it's like the, my arms were just dead. So I couldn't imagine what it's oh, like going out yeah. and playing an actual game like that. That's crazy. And then um, early days, Brisbane, was there any games that like really stood out? How'd your first actual um, uh, in-season game come about? And yeah. was there any other ones that like helped stood out for you? So, yeah, I was on the rookie list at the time. And back then to be able to play senior footy, like another player to be placed on the long-term injury list. Yep. So at the time, uh, Matthew Lawnberger had just done his Achilles. It was over <laughs> in a Perth. They did that. So I didn't actually get to go there and dig a hole. <laughs> but yeah, he started his Achilles. Um, then I found out, yeah, next week. After the main session, yeah, I was in the squad. And then, yeah, I was playing my first game. So, great. Flew mum and dad up. It was against Gold Coast, the Q Clash. Um, played played all right, yeah. But um, I, I kicked three points. Oh, um, could have been great. Oh, that's uh, still awesome. Still no, well, the ball. Listen to this. So, one of my first point is, is on the video on YouTube for like the worst misses of all time. Oh, no. What'd you do? Set with scene, go. Yeah, set uh, up. Yeah, so the ball's just bobbled into the goal square. And I've come in like, yes, this is my moment. <laughs> and I'm a left footer, yeah, but I've wound up with me right. Oh, mistake one. Yeah, I was like, it was like I didn't have time to like get the feet set. I was just like, I'm going to wind up. And as I've kicked it, instead of the ball going, you know, in the however the wide the goalposts are, this facility, it's just gone boom, still hard, Straight the points. So this guy. Oh, no, did you? Was that your first kick too? Did you have a? You have a nah, I had a couple. I had a couple of disposals before that, but um, that was my first opportunity to kick. Oh, no, no, yeah, you're just building that all up in your head the whole time running. Yeah. Going, yes, here we go, jet yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I kicked another point. Another point. I was like, friggin' out. Oh, you're joking. So I think I had about seven and eighteen touches, which that's awesome. was a good first game, and then yeah, um. Yeah, three points. That's awesome. And then was there any other games that like really stood out? Brisbane, Brisbane days. Um, 
probably funny stories, anyone you played on that was, um, you know, giving you a hard time, anything like that? Uh, I think it was my second game we played Geelong. It was torrential rain. Half of Gabba was underwater. Yep. But I remember, like, I was I think I was running down the wing with Jimmy Bartell. Um, and I was kind of, like, backpedaling a bit like, in front of him. And then I just remember looking at him, and he was just looking at me. He already had, like, a black eye. And he's just going to, like, like uh, scare me. <laughs> I didn't flinch. You didn't flinch. You I didn't still? flinch. I was just a bit like Kobe when they did the basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chilling. Oh, yeah. So, what do you got? Is that all you oh, got? What are you doing, old man? <laughs> I didn't say that, but I should have said it at the time. But, uh, but I was just like, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. I've still got that scene in my head yet. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then uh, when was like your breakthrough moment for Brisbane? Or did that come a little bit later, do you reckon? Yeah, well, a little bit later. Like, I had a good first year. I played 10 games, mm. um, which was good. I was quite happy with that. Um, second year, found a bit tough. Um, I had a good preseason. Um, had a great intra club. I uh, got a court car for in the intra club. Um, so I had like a week off training. Love how you still went to fill the court, the cork thing. Oh yeah, oh, of course. I still feel that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. But anyway, I think um, as we were playing, I was coming back for the second practice game. Um, but I didn't train that well, yep. and you got dropped from training. You got dropped. Drop yeah, train. so I was playing in the morning with the team meeting, and then <laughs> after training, they're like, yeah, you're not playing now. You didn't train real. Well. I was like, oh, oh, rough. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Oh. Yeah. And anyway, it like, turns out I didn't end up getting another go for the seniors until like I'd worked my way in from two's form, like around seven or eight, I think it was. Um, so I had to buy my time here till then. And then we, I came in, we played Collingwood. That's funny enough. Yeah. Lost by 11 goals. Um, straight out again. I had to buy my time again, work my way in from form from the twos. Yep. We played Port and we just lost. I kicked a couple of goals. Thought I'd done enough, but no, I got dropped again. That was it for you too. You just couldn't just get it. You just couldn't get like nah. a good run uh, consistently. No, 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 not at all. And then, um, yeah, didn't play again until around 17, I think it was, in my third year when Leppard was coaching. Yeah. That's when I got my next opportunity. And then, you know, I haven't missed since. Yeah. And then you must have like, I guess, towards the end of that Brisbane time and just being in and out of stuff, you must have just been going, all right, I need to get a, you know, a bit of a fresh start or... What was the move like and how did that train? Yeah. Was so that sort of the reasoning behind? Yeah. Yeah. Needed a fresh start. Because um, I, like I, after my first year, it was a one-year deal. So I signed a two-year deal. Yep. Second or third year of Brizzy. Um, but yeah, like halfway th through the uh, my third year where I still hadn't played senior footy, I was like, well, I think I might have to try and look for something else here. I'm not really getting a crack. Yeah. Um, Want to try and do go somewhere else with more opportunity. Um. Yeah, I'd had those conversations and then uh, played the last six games at Brisbane, which was great. I actually played quite well, which was quite happy. It probably helped me get to where I am today with Collingwood. Um, but yeah, that trade kind of came about. Um, it nearly didn't have a trade happen. Mm -hmm. um, I think I missed a call from my manager saying, um, don't think there's a trade happening. So Because I had a yeah. deal on the table from Brisbane as well, yep. which was good. So I was, he said, yeah, you probably just take that. I was like, more than happy to. But I, um, I missed his call. After an hour, I called him back. So in that time, he's like, yeah, got we've done it. Yeah. We've done it. And I was like, what the hell? So what was that? It was a big trade, wasn't it? That was the, it was Dane Beams involved with that trade. Yeah. Yeah. Collingwood came out great from that one. Yeah. And then what did I do, well, I think I had my 21st party that night that I had the call with my manager. Yep. Um, and I didn't think anything of it, like any media or whatever that stuff. But then one of my mates came up to me in the middle of my 21st party. So it's like big picture of me and some article saying the missing piece. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, nice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, 
Nick. Sounds like you really take big news well. You're really excited <laughs> when the big news comes through at every Well, point. I was more excited because I was having a good time on my party. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, of course. Um, um, but yeah, so then, so that was a Saturday night. And then on the Monday, I was down in Collingwood doing a screening. Wow. And then I think the Tuesday, the trade went through maybe. It might have been, it might have been that Monday night, actually. I spoke to Bucks on the phone. And I think he was in Bali at the time. And, yep. Um, his first words to me were a uh, long time no see or no long time no speak. Um, yeah. And yeah, because he was under 16s country coach and cut me. What you joking Back me? Back on the I said, man, my response is, yeah, we haven't spoken since you cut me from 16s. <laughs> <laughs> and now you want me. Now oh, I'm man. through. It's very funny. We've laughed about it a few times, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was, our, that was our first words. That's that amazing. That's so it was, good. It was very funny. I mean, going to Collingwood, what was kind of the big uh, difference between uh, playing at Brisbane, playing at Collingwood in terms of uh, how you've been used uh, on the field, um, what the club was like, all that sort of thing, early days? Well, yeah. So when I first got to Collingwood, uh, my only goal was to play round one senior footy. Um, so I had a relatively good preseason um, and I was kind of getting like feedback of where I stood and stuff like that. So when I- And who was like the guys that were maybe in front of you or not in front of you, but also well, in the team playing the same sort of spot? I think I was training with the mids at the time, more of a winger role. Yeah. I can't quite remember. But um, so I was, who, who was there at the time? So it was- Pendles a seal, obviously there. Swanee was there. Um, yeah, I can't even try and think he was there. They're all running behind you anyway. It's pretty hard to look at the guys. <laughs> You're running. Yeah, that was good. But um, I had great people to work with. Um, and I knew Jamie Elliott because I played bushies with him and yep. he was there. Um, and I knew Tay through under-18s at country as well. So I knew, I knew a couple of guys, which is good. Um, but it was it was very welcoming, and I was kind of taken aback by how humble everyone was, yep. which was great. Um, being like obviously in the big, you know, footy state of Victoria, it was pretty pretty cool. Um, but it was just yeah that fresh start that I needed. So yeah, it was week one, and then I was like, okay, keep going round two, round three, keep going. Yeah, and I ended up having quite a good year. Played a lot more mid, played run with roles, um, and it ended up being the best move I could have made. Great. Yeah, so good. And then throughout any of your time, Brisbane, Collingwood, whatever, who's like the hardest people that you've had to play on? Uh, it was there any times that someone was talking trash to you, anything like that? I love, I love the trash talking ones. Yeah, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not a trash. You got the shaping up to uh, Jimmy Bartell. That's pretty good. Yeah, chindy me. <laughs> nah, um, I just go about my business. I don't want people to bloody bully me. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'm fair. more of a, you know, let the footy do the talking kind of guy. Um, going hard that way. Um, but the people that I got to play on. In that first year, Collingwood was pretty cool. So those run with roles, when they weren't hard tagging roles. People are listening. It's kind of like just kind of nullify them a little bit if you can, and then do your own yep. job, play your own role, or play the way you want to play. So um, I got to play on Chris Jard, Gary Ablett, Nat Fyfe. Um, I think I played. I've played on Dusty a few times as well at the time. That's um, Yep. <laughs> Where are half of them now? Not playing anymore. Yeah. Where am I? Still playing. Nah, but yeah, it was cool. That was like all cool experiences. Um, Joe Watson as well. At the time he was in peak perform. Unreal. Peak performance, sorry. Uh, yeah, it was just a number of different roles I got to play. Um, but it was definitely, definitely helped uh, my craft as a midfielder and a footballer. Um, and sure. it helped pave my pathway at Collingwood. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the Collingwood's success the whole time that you've you know been there, it's been really building. You had 2018 where you guys got to the grand final um, and um, you know it was a very successful year. And now you guys are building so great again. What was the 2018 experience like for you? And how has that, uh, you know, uh, driven you 
to get back there and, and how's that changed, you know, your preparation well, for games and stuff? Yeah, so my first three years at Collingwood, we didn't make the finals. So I think we might have just missed out 15 and then kind of like one win less, 16 and maybe one win less against 17. Yep. I think we finished 13th from 2017. So the whole 2018 uh, experience was, was quite full on and like really enjoyable. Like there was a lot of players at the footy club that hadn't been in that position before. Yeah. Pendles and steel, pretty much. So to have everyone riding the wave of playing great footy, going into finals, finishing top four for one as well, which is which is bloody amazing. Uh, it was great to be a part of. Um, you could just see the excitement and enjoyment on everyone's faces and the way we were playing. Um, it was yeah, very cool experience. Nothing I well, I won't forget about it, especially grand final week when we made that. That was that was very cool. Um, just all the hype and everything. It's yeah, just so... the hot. The people we had at training, the crowds was nuts. Yep. Uh, and they were just, we just walk out and everyone be cheering and like, well, what's going on? Yeah. Like, we're only training. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's not the game yet. Well, yeah. Don't, don't you people have work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was all, that was all very cool. Um, Nick, even the parade was really cool. Got to have Lila on there. Um, I was on there with Travi Varko and he had his daughter, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, just the whole, yeah, the whole experience was cool. Great build up. Unfortunately, didn't get the chockies in the end. Were you happy with your game on the day? We're not happy because of the loss, obviously, but like yeah, in terms no. of your contribution. Yeah, I thought I played all right, to be honest. Um, with we, yeah, we almost got the job done. <laughs> there is no one worse to lose to than West Coast. If you could have just lost to anybody else, it would have made me a little bit happier. But it just yeah. Oh, well, that year I played my hundredth game and we lost against West Coast. Oh, well. a G. That sucked. That does <laughs> suck. That really does suck. Fucking West Coast supporters. They're actually the worst. You know, you're not, you don't spend much time in WA. You don't understand. They're the worst. <laughs> I was, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so then uh, now you've got Craig McRae, who's been in the last uh, few seasons. What's he like to coach, uh, to, to be coached by? Because it seems like he's just, everybody's really buying into everything that he's brought and what he thinks made like the, the team gel so well uh, since he's come in. Yeah, uh, it's definitely, I think, the positive spin-off he can put on so many things uh, and, and the family element of um, the environment that he's created. Um, you know, you, I spoke earlier about um, if we've won or lost, you want to come in and be able to just get to work and get try and get better no matter what the outcome was. Um, I think it was the Western Bulldogs game last year. He was telling a story. Friday night, you know, we lost by 50 points. They'd done a number on us. Um and he had undenied over the weekend about how he was going to run the review. Um, spoke to a few of the coaches as well, but he ended up ultimately just going, no, let's just show all the positive stuff, you know? And he came in with a positive mindset and showed the good things that we had done and the good things that we were doing so far in the year because we had had a few good games and a few bad ones at the time. I think it might have been five and five or six and five, whatever. But yeah, that, that was the week we headed over to Perth and we started our 12-game win streak or whatever it was. Yeah. So it's just the, that type of effect that it, it can have on people, yep. you know, because a lot of people, if you don't play well and you feel a lot of pressure on yourself from your performance or the outside noise that can weigh down on you and people message you on Instagram, whatever it is, um, can take its toll on people. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the way the positive energy and positive mindset can change things and turn things around is unbelievable. And that's one of the major reasons I think that um, he's done so well at the footy club and created such a great environment where people want to come in, get better. People want to be involved in the club. People want to support us. Um, and it's helping us create uh, an exciting brand of football by the way we train, by the way we play. Um, and it, it all comes back to what we do 
behind the closed doors. Absolutely. Hey, Legends, quick little break in the podcast here. Just to remind you, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like any of the Fat Chat episodes uh, that you've been listening to thus far. It really goes a long way into building the podcast, building the audience, getting bigger and better guests in each and every week. Uh, and I know your favor as well. You can let me know what that favor is at some point later on. The other little bit in this break here is we've got a signed Jack Crisp jersey to give away. And uh, for all the details of to how to win that one, make sure you go check out the posts on TikTok and Instagram and they'll have the details as to how you get an entry into that. But the other important part is that you know the passcode and the passcode for this one here, very important, is crispy. Write it down, put it in notes on your phone, make sure you got it, it's crispy. Let's get back to the podcast with Jack. Here we go. So playing your this week 200th game consecutively in a row, is that the AFL record? Uh, The Collingwood record, definitely. Collingwood record, I broke the Collingwood record... Ages ago. No, no, a couple of weeks ago. Not not the weekend, the weekend before. Yep. Because um, I played the last six at Brisbane. Yep. So I played 193 for Collingwood now. One raise on overall, yeah. So I passed Chuck McHale's record of 191, which was set 106 years ago. Wow. Which I thought really good. Last week, yeah. So um, yeah, two days before the game, one of the people that works at the club told me it was a 106-year-old record that I was breaking this week. I was like, freaking hell, that's pretty cool. So good. Back from 1917 or something. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. And then, yeah, so this weekend I'll play 200 in a row, which I think it might be fifth or sixth on the list. Yep. Um, but hopefully by the end of the year, I think it might be third. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I think it's Uze or Goods or maybe... Uh, I think it's Jared Crouch. I think it was. Maybe. We're not going to need to worry about it soon anyway. Yeah. Anyway, they're, going make, they're going to be well behind. Fingers crossed because um, I'm signed for a couple more years. I need a couple more seasons to get through to get to number one, which is Jim Stein's at 244. Unreal. So like in terms what what a big part of this podcast is about is about preparation and sort of habits and all that sort of thing that, uh, that it really takes to uh, excel in uh, whatever my guess um, um, uh, field of expertise is. So in terms of like your, your habits that you do, let, let's start with maybe like a pre-season. What does maybe your preseason look like uh, the last couple of years and also all throughout your career? And what's maybe changed as you've uh, progressed through in terms of like the habits yeah. that, that you've been doing? So uh, definitely now it's a more heavily focused on body maintenance. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're younger, obviously it's, your body recovers a lot faster. Yeah. But uh, three of the last five preseasons, I've actually had surgeries or maybe three of the last six. So dating back to 2018, yeah. um, I had... So I think I hurt my back in the first game against West Coast in the final. Uh, we didn't scan that till uh, after the, we'd finished. And I'd also had really sore hips that had been managing the couple of years as well going into that. So found out I had a stress fracture in my lower back. Um, turns out it's a bit like a cricket bowler injury, but I've never played cricket. So that's not what I've done. Can't be that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like right down, name. Um, a spawn there, low, low um, I forget what it's called, but right, right down real low. It's just, yeah, fracture. So I didn't. And I had my hip surgery on my left side, the hip scope. So I didn't run for like three or four months. Right. So I didn't start running until like the middle of January. I think when we came back after the Christmas break for pre-season then. Um, End of 2019, I had an ankle arthroscope. Am I right? And then 2020, I didn't have anything. 2021, I had my right hip done. And then nothing last year as well. So I've... I've had to manage a few different things over the last few years, but... Uh, but it's pretty amazing that you've been able to manage it so well during the year so that yeah. you can do that in the off-season. Yeah, so that's definitely helped. So, like, 
through the season and pre-seasons, like I'm heavily working with our physios and osteos and masseuses. And yep. then, um, there's a lot of individual preparation that goes into all that. Yeah, great. Um, and we've got someone that works behind the scenes with us in Paula um, Bird Colt as well that helps with a lot of those individual, like r- real focuses on the like the li- little itty gritty muscles. That, yep. um, As in terms of tightness and stuff like that? No, just, just anything. Just in terms of like if you've got injuries or you, you're sore in places, like she can really narrow the focus down to like one individual muscle yep. or whatever it is that you need to work on and helps you like activate those and work on those, help strengthen the areas around it. Yep. Um, and that's- So she a physio? No, nah, well, she's, she's an old, uh, well, she still teaches ballet. So she's wow. been heavily invested in uh, ballet for a, a large portion of her life. Um, and she's brought a lot of the tricks of the trade to the Collingwood Football Club, which has wow. helped a lot of people as well. Yeah. So you guys are all just in ballet. You got your legs. Yeah. Well, she, she's been at the club for five, six years now. Amazing. Seven, seven years. Yeah. And she like did heaps of work with Jamie Elliott when he's out with his back and Darcy Moore with, with all these hammies. So what, what are the sort of things that, they, that she's prescribing for, you know, in terms of exercises or things for you? Well, for me, it, mine is heavily based around like hip and back maintenance now and, and ankle mobility, just with obviously all the surgeries that I've had, yep. but it's just maintaining that. So it's more just like mobility exercises and that sort of thing? Or uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, it's, yeah, it's probably just more like you're making sure you're activating all the right muscles. Yep. Um, cause if you, you know, you're sore in one spot and then you know, you don't get the muscles working properly, then you're going to be overloading on another spot. So what are the, some of the things that she's going, okay, cool. If you want to activate this, you know, try this or so think about this. The hip or... stuff, there's like a lot of TFL exercises or a lot of hip flexor stuff and yep. your glutes, your different parts of your glute that you're activating. And yep. I'm, all, I'm doing heaps of foot stuff as well, where I'm walking on a, like this a stick just to massage the plantar fascia on my feet to loosen up. That helps release through the cast and the soleus and yep. oof. Heaps of different heaps of slutty things that go into it. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't change that. So I've got heaps of prep that I do. Everyone's got their own individual program. Yep. That they do pre-training, pre-game. Yep. To still part of their routine now so they can... Which I think is like such an important thing because I work with quite a lot of like up up and coming like people that are playing like the waffle level of football and and that sort of thing and and development squads and whatever. And it's like, you just got to tell them it's, there's not like one program or one thing that works for everybody. You got to just try all your little individual things. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's got something that will, there'll be their little niche or whatever, whatever you like to refer to it as. But um, yeah, it's not just your foam rollers and trigger balls anymore. Yeah. They definitely help still. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, it, there's a lot of different things you can look at with like little stretchy bands or, uh, well, I don't know. There's heaps of, heaps of, yeah, yeah, heaps of things. And then in terms of like, uh, at any point in your career, was there any skill, like skill side of stuff that you were like, all right, I need to, you know, really work on this. Were you given any feedback or any point that you needed to work on, you know, uh, kicking, goal kicking, uh, marking, well, well, whatever the skill may be. And how did you actually do that? Yeah. What sort of reps were you put? Yeah, there's been heaps. Like over my career, I've done the two major things that I probably put a lot more time into is uh, ground balls and kicking. Yep. Uh, even like Brisbane, I was probably more early days looked a bit, bit of technique stuff. Um, but then yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of repetitions. Like behind, like you do your training, obviously, and you can get as much as you can out there. But then behind closed doors, there's there's a lot of work that goes into it as well. So at Collingwood, for example, we've got our sprung floor, which is perfect. And um, Tarkin Lockyer was a development coach there for a number of years. And I used to do a lot of kicking with him. Yep. And he'd set up a lot of different kicking exercises for a lot of people. Um, so when and this was, like you said, in addition to whatever your main sessions. Yeah. Yeah. So we do obviously stuff out in the over as a team and individual stuff out there. But now you know, when you've got time uh, in Brisbane, it was like, you know, you use your days off as well to go in there. But um, Collingwood was 
probably less on the days off, but more like in the afternoons when you got like in the middle of your treatment periods and all that jazz, you'd be on the sprung floor doing kicking, handballing, groundballing, whatever stuff you wanted to work on. So everyone was always tipping into their, their craft and trying to get better. Yeah. Great. And then in a session like that, was there like any particular amount of reps that you might do? So was it like, you know, we're working with Tarkin, was it like, all right, cool. We do, you know, 50 of this, 50 of this, or you only did like a maximum amount yeah, of kicks. You know, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, depends, depends what you wanted to do. Like, yep. cause there's like a little basketball court in there and, um, sometimes you'd use the lines, like you'd first one to five straight ones on the line, uh, five, like on both feet. So, you know, it could take you 10 kicks to get five and five, or it could take you a hundred kicks, you know, cause they're always curving off or going up. So it's more like you had like an objective. To yeah. Kind of like targets. Yeah. And then there was even like, little games that get going on the big projector, the big big white screen, and then like the moving targets and you're kind of like off the rebound net, roll and try oh, to it so many times. That's cool. So yeah, you could work on every kind of kick. Um, yeah, and all you could do is ground balls off the, or, um, on the sprung floor, or you'd off the rebound net doing quick reaction stuff. It's, yeah, a lot of different work that goes in behind the scenes. I can imagine, um, that's unreal. Yeah, it's all about working on your craft and so you can get better, obviously, and perform game better. Definitely. And then during the year for your preparation for games and training, you mentioned lots of the little components just then. Um, what does like a week look like for you? Is there some things that you go, okay, cool. Every time, every time before, you know, the day before the game, I do this. The day after the game, I always do this. Um, during the week, I do this, that sort of thing. Yeah. So generally every fortnight, um, I'll probably book in for a, like an hour-long myotherapy session outside the footy club. Um, as well, cause we get a lot of physio and all that jazz and massages at the footy club, but, uh, yeah, I, I think they are amazing for your body and recovery. So I'm heavily invested in like kind of that massage side of things. Yep. I feel like that really, really benefits myself. Um, and then like the day, three days out from a game. So a day before. So that's an every week, once a week or more than once a week you do that? Uh, it just depends. What, yeah, it depends. If there's schedule, there's, it might be weekly, it might be fortnightly. Yeah. Um, but weekly I'm doing a cryotherapy into a sauna. You've been finding that's been helping? Yeah, I started doing that. I've been doing the ice baths. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I started doing that weekly last year. I found that really, really helpful for me. And it's also a bit of a bit of me time to relax and sit in there, kind of soak in a bit. I found that I sleep that good after doing sauna. And I've been doing mine in the mornings though. Oh, right. Shit. So you have to battle through the day, man. I literally, <laughs> I crash. I literally, I'd like, an hour after, I'm like buzzing. Yeah. I'm like this. Well, and all of a sudden, I just go, bay. Well, yeah, in our new house that we're building, I'm going to get a sauna in there. So like, oh, very nice. I might, might try that before bed. Very nice. Hopefully nice. That's uh, awesome. But saying that, I've got another kid on the way, so probably won't be good. <laughs> <myself>. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. And then in terms of like nutrition side of things as well, is there anything that uh, either that you consistently doing now or at any period, did you try any, you know, new diet things? Do you work on anything like that? Um, Because you've obviously got a young family as well, which, yeah. um, which like when I'm working with my personal training clients, that's often the, the thing that's most tricky with the nutrition side of things is balancing having kids around, um, and also doing what you need to do for your own nutrition. Yeah. Now, like generally it's pretty good at home. Like I don't mind cooking, but I just kind of put a spin on the basic meals a little bit. Like just with your service, meat and veg and stuff. I, I like to pan fry my veggies and chuck a few different flavors in there here and there, or I'll roast some stuff instead of just boiling the broccoli and carrot. Um, but Michaela's not the biggest fan of just your basic meat and goods. So <laughs> sometimes she's having her own meal, I'm cooking mine, and then like the kids are a bit fussy here and there. So sometimes like if, if they're having sausages then I can, you know, cook myself a nice steak. But um, you know, they sometimes they like complain about chicken or they complain about something. I just can't please them. Yeah. 
So sometimes it's like cooking their meal. And, you're cooking yeah, fucking yeah, five things. Yeah. yeah, like last night I had them making some pasta because I know they're not going to eat our stir fry. Yeah. And we made stir fry, which is good. Um, but it's not too bad. Uh, it's just probably once you get a good routine of it all. Um, but they've definitely helped my eating time, I reckon. I was probably eating at like 7.30 back yep. in the day. But um, bit early now. Yeah, like try to get the kids fed at 6, between 6 and 6.30 and then I'll eat probably 6.30 and then like take them out for a bath, get yep. them ready for bed. Do you take any supplements? Do you just have protein shakes? Uh, protein shakes at the footy club after yep. gym, um, which is good. Um, they're the only times I have those. My probiotics and yep. zinc and um, I occasionally have fish oil tablets and there's one more. Well, I take collagen as well, yep. which is good. Um, I forget what my other tablet is. Have you been doing that for a little while as well? Yeah. 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 Definitely helps as well. Yeah, great. And then you, you were talking about the mentality side and sort of sports psych stuff that uh, Craig McRae sort of brought in a little bit with being, you know, really hammering on the positives of uh, of the week and the positives of what you're doing. What do you do personally in terms of mindfulness stuff uh, and sports psych? Do you do any work with that to uh, to well, be so consistent? Yeah, we've got a club psych, um, Jackie, who is heavily like works heavily at the club with uh, us as divisional as divisions, mid, forwards, backs, and what we focus on as a group. And then there's she works with everyone individually as well, and the coaches about like obviously people at different stages in terms of how they can move on from mistakes yeah. or how they feel about different moments in games, and just kind of everyone's different mindset. So. Um, I've been working with her for the last four or five years, even before she was at the footy club, just in terms of like really? off field stuff as well. But um, just, I feel like I've been able to move on from different things, like uh, moments in games where you make, you know, you stuff a kick up, kick it out in the fall, or you give away a free kick, or an umpire makes a bad decision. Um, and actually, everyone's everyone's done that really well. I think you probably see that as a team. We don't, yep. don't kind of carry on like that. Well, there was that one with um, uh, Braden, uh, Braden Maynard where he kicked it out from full back, wasn't oh, it? Uh, and he, and he, was it? Yeah, and he stuffed the kick up and everyone was laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no worries, next yeah. play. And then... So that's the kind of stuff we've yeah. gotten really good at. Um, and they're the things that can help you win games in those close moments that we spoke about earlier as well. So it's just how you can move on and focus on what's next. Is there any techniques that you use personally for that or have done previously? Like, is there oh. visualization ones? Yeah, I've no. got kind of a bit of positive self-talk is yeah. always good for the individual. Like, was, I found that one helps. Like, like yeah, next one, you got the next one. Yeah, blah, blah. And then if, if you're finding yourself that you can't bring yourself out of that hole, you know, so there's always trigger words that other people are talking about that relate to the game that might reset you as well. Yeah. So um, I know the backs, for instance, like, you know, as soon as the ball leaves the area, they're yelling out locate. You know, so they can quickly kind of locate their bloke and set up defensively and stop in case it turns over. Yeah, so it's just a matter of switching from offense to defense as quick as you can. Yep. Um, you know, because we don't want to turn one mistake into two mistakes and then two mistakes into three mistakes. Yep. If we make that one mistake, we, we want to fix it as a team and get ourselves in the right space to go forward with the, what's happening next in the game. Yeah, for sure. And do you wish that you kind of did that a little bit earlier? You said you'd done that the last, you know, five or six seasons. Do you reckon that would have helped you early on for like development or anything like that? So, yeah, all right, 100%. Or you always were doing a little bit of stuff I on think, it? I think I've always found myself like I'm not too bad. Like I can kind of park things and move on and yeah. um, just keep... Really, well, like you said, so important. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, continue. Yeah, there's obviously, you know, some other people can be quite different and find things very difficult and really get down themselves and all of a sudden there's so much negativity being brought down and you're stuck in a bit of a rut and you don't know, you know, you turn one mistake into two mistakes and you can't get out and then, yeah, that's when you, these people around you can really help and these kind of 
techniques are really beneficial for those times. Definitely. And yourself personally, I mean, the pies are flying this year. Team's going really well. But personally, have you been working on any um, specific goals for you? Um, and uh, what sort of things you've been doing to achieve those? Um, goals? Um, honestly, just we came for the team success this year. Yeah. Like we had a really great look at it last year, ultimately fell short, but um, it was such an enjoyable year and we'd kind of built the foundations um, of what Spring we want to be the footy club. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're really going to another level so far this year and it's, it's fantastic to see. Um, so that's, yeah, I've, ha I've happened to have some individual success the last couple of years in terms of the club BNF, which has been awesome. Um, but yeah, this year's yeah, it's a whole lot different. I'm playing a bit of a different role as well. So everyone everyone's coming along for the ride. Um, we're playing some great team football. So it's it's probably the only goal for this year's to, you know, win a flag. Absolutely. And then away from football, what do you do for fun? What are you doing just that you're you super busy with your family? You yeah. got, um two uh two beautiful children right now, you got one more on the way, super busy. What well, what else do you do? Yeah, well, we've been building a house the last few years, so it's slow process, but we're getting there with that. So I'll just kinda of help out with that a little bit. Um now we're getting ready for baby number three. Unreal. Um I like to play golf when I can. Um which is Is that a right for the back? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. It's for the, you know, how you said the, how you got the um, thing in your back from um, yeah. from cricket. Maybe it was from the golf back in well, the day. Well, I just have a shit technique in a couple of lessons. <laughs> I still suck though, but um, no, I find that it's just good to get out there, even though it's does not good for my rage. <laughs> Man, I've never got into golf. I've just like, I've gone down a driving range and stuff and just yeah. had a bit of a hit around, but I've never, ever played around the golf. It's good. It's good. After one hole, I'm into I'm into <laughs> like the one that the equivalent I've got is I'm into fishing. So like same oh, sort of yeah, same yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like you know it can it's a frustrating. It's either a good day or a shit day. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably it's all good fun. But yeah, uh, other than that, like on the movies, just yeah. hang, I kind of hang out with the family a fair bit to be honest. Um, well, now Lyle's in school, though, I've had a bit more time this year, and so yeah, gets looked after a couple of days and and um, Kinder. That's yep. right, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, great. And then have you got any other projects that you're working on? You, you're doing a little bit of um, a private football coaching as well, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing a little bit of that. Um, How's that been? Thursdays. I've been, I've actually done nearly 20 sessions of that since wow. I started. It's all right. Yeah, so I've had a few 10, uh, 10 and 12-year-olds book in for that. I really love it. Um, right. Yeah, just kind of that might be a step in the direction that I might go later in life, whether it be coaching or find myself doing some high-performance stuff because I've- Definitely. You've done your PT course as well, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really found like all that high performance stuff kind of interesting because uh, that's where I, I've found one of my strengths is. I was going to say, I think yeah. from hearing everything you said today, like all the preparation, all the extras yeah. that you're putting in, all that balance with having it all, that's really hard. They're like not a lot of guys can do that, obviously, hence why you've played so many yeah. games in a row yeah. and so successful. Yeah. And especially with all the experience that I've had, obviously, people would, would love to learn and listen to that. So it could be definitely an avenue that I'll go down. Uh, so people that want to get involved with that or, or check it out and um, like hit you up on socials for any questions, that sort of thing, where, where can they find you for all those? Um, yeah, it's on the Playbook Coach, uh, the website there. Um, even if it's if it's not football, like they do, there's basketball coaches, there's netball, there's soccer, there's yeah. rugby, yeah, which is good. There's yep. like any sport people find whoever they want to be coached by that that are on there obviously can do it um but yeah other than that's just doing a bit of social media work with uh, right i've been seeing all the videos part of it. Oh, it's good it's good content yeah, a lot of a lot of individual stuff a lot of family stuff which is great fun good. girls are bloody funny as and um just yeah mickey and i love sharing it with everybody because it's just you know sometimes you just go freaking hell it's so funny like can't just be us laughing. Yeah, exactly. No, well, it's it's always good when yeah. when other people are vibing with what you're laughing with. Yeah, finding yeah, funny. So I think man, Mickey, and I'm gonna start a YouTube vlog vlogging. Oh, yeah. 
but we'll continue on. Um, have you got a channel at the moment? Yeah, because I made one in 2020 in the hub when I was doing the, the hub vlogs. Yes. Um, I think it's still on there's Crispy's crew at the moment. We'll chuck them up. We'll t tag it on. Uh, yeah, tag. Yeah, go give it a follow. But um, we're going to change the name from Crispy's crew, I think, though. But it's, it's still there. Yeah. And then for any like junior um, players that are playing the similar sort of position to you, what's like a couple little little tips or, or takeaways that they could uh, they could get from you? To junior guys? Yeah. Or I'd say just keep playing as many sports as you can, to be honest, because yep. a lot of those different sports uh, help you like help you develop along the way with different attributes. You know, for me, I played a lot of basketball and football mainly but the basketball i felt like helps with a bit of like spatial awareness and you know the peripheral vision and yeah quick hands just feeling the footy stuff but yeah like when you get to play with your mates and have a great time two it's a team sport and you all get to do it together and really enjoy it highs and lows yep. and then three yeah the, the attributes that you can gain from all those different sports yeah awesome mate well um we're going to do a giveaway as well as part of this podcast i've got a uh, i've got a jersey in front of us we're going to get a big Jack Cruz signature right over the biggest one you've ever done. Huge, big one. Oh. And uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do a giveaway. So uh, make sure you go check out the posts uh, on all the socials to uh, work out how you're going to win that one there. Make sure you go follow uh, Jack on uh, Insta, uh, on YouTube, TikTok. Uh, on TikTok as well. <laughs> we're going to do it all. We're going to tag all of them. We're going to get them absolutely pumping. But, mate, thank you so much for coming and doing the pod. Uh, pleasure. Uh, so good to hear all of that. You're an absolute pro, and it was amazing to hear uh, all of that. There's going to be a lot of people that take lots of from that so yeah, thank you. thanks very much and good luck for the year let's go get, hope you get a flag go fires go fires <laughs> and that's another episode of fat chat all wrapped up thanks so much for tuning on in i can't wait for another episode next week you're absolute bloody legends for following along just a reminder to follow subscribe like do all the good things for me uh, and all your favor make sure you let me know what those favors are uh, and uh, also if you're wanting to know anything more about my personal training services my online platform and how i can help you achieve any of your workout goals whether it's to lose weight gain some muscle uh, um, get better at whatever sport it is. Head to www.bodymagic.fit. We've got all the packages up there. If you want to know anything more about it, feel free to hit me up on uh, email, socials, anything. And I'll make sure I get back to you and we can uh, get your bloody on track and get a bit of body magic about you. Uh, but love your work, guys. And for all the giveaways, make sure you head to socials to check out how you can be in the entry for those. Love your work, guys. I'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.